I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, we are pleased to have every Thursday at 515 our Blazers insider Jason Quick back with us. Beginning right now, he is back. He took a hiatus. He was working on his mentals. (laughs) It's kind of an upset. You want to talk about an underdog? We thought next time we were dude. talking to Quick, he'd be uh, like serving drinks or delivering the mail. Yeah, dude, I did not think you'd be back. No. Why are you back? What are, what are you doing? Um, that's a great question. I still don't know uh, why I'm back or what I'm doing, but um, I think a great portion of it has to do with having to pay bills. Yeah. And I have a really, really nice paying job. And, uh, yeah. So I'm going to try to gut it out, try to do it. Okay. The golden handcuffs. You sound excited about it. Now, uh, how are how are your mentals? Did you get your mental? Like, did you get? You're like a, yeah, you're a ball of sunshine yeah. right now, quicker. <laughs> More bitter than ever. That's I great. Did. You know what? I I um I got I gained some perspective because um I just went through a really tough time personally and professionally at the same time uh you know personally a couple guys from high school who i was really close with since shoot elementary school um two guys just just dropped dead within the you know in the same month it was the same month i lost my dog um stuff was kind of spiraling with the organization uh with the blazers Mm -hmm. and all of that just kind of uh this personal relationships within the organization were kind of unraveling and that was compounded by what was going on in my personal life. And I was just really unhappy. And I think the, uh, the deaths of my childhood friends really kind of, uh, you know, raised the question of what am I getting out of life? Am I, you know, am I getting enough out of it? Am I, why am I pouring so much of myself into this job that doesn't love me back? And am I, um, I don't know. Am I going out and traveling enough? Am I spending enough time with my wife? Am I making my wife happy? And you know, all those kind of sure. midlife crisis type, uh, questions came about, about, and I just, uh, it was too much. And I just need to step away and kind of, um, assess all that. So I'm in a better place in that respect, Good. but uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to try to tackle this season and, and and go forward and do the best I can. Is the uh, well? First of all, I'm glad you're you're back. We're yeah. selfishly we're glad you're yeah. back. We're also glad you're better. That's that's good. 
that's a lot to go through. Um, are the Blazers better? Like, what do you think of the new organization? Uh, they've had a lot of turnover over there. Like, is it too early to tell? Or what, what is your assessment early on of the new regime and the people over there? Uh, we're, we're not talking about the roster. We're talking about the no, I, actual people. Yeah, the organization. Yeah, yeah your, like your relationships and the organization, the Blazers. One center. Not four. great. Not great. Not great. Why? Um, I don't want to get into that publicly right now, Isaac. Just I, It's part of my thing. Like I just need to not worry about what they're doing and worry about myself. But I think their, their roster is intriguing. I think uh, the brand of basketball is different than we've seen from the Blazers. And so that's intriguing. Um, but, yeah, the the other stuff, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in uh, what I've seen so far. But, um, you know, that's, that's their stuff to, to deal with and how they want to conduct business and conduct themselves and – I'm going to let them do their thing and, you know, teach their own. Is uh, You don't need to get into it, but, I mean, does this just stem from top to bottom? You have an ownership that's not really an owner and it's going to be sold at some point and it just kind of feels like a little bit of a rudderless ship. Does that have a lot to do with it? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are they going to be sold, though, I mean, you think? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't think anyone can say definitively yeah. because I don't think Jody really communicates very well with, especially with people down here in Portland. Right. Um, so I think anyone who tries to act like they know what she's going to do or what the, the timeline in timeline is, is, is lying because uh, I think she's placed things very close to the vest and is very private about that kind of stuff. All right, so let's talk about what we saw on the floor. You said it's an intriguing and it's an intriguing roster. I thought it was interesting that, you know, you're trying to close out a game there and, you know, you're trying to dig yourself out a little bit of a hole and you do it without uh a center that you just paid and committed to. Thoughts on on going small ball and benching Nurkic game 1. Well, Suk, I think you hit it right on the nail right on the head. Um I think this is early season the most compelling and potentially season-changing decision um, that Chauncey Billups is faced with is, okay, how are we going to play? I think this team is best when they go small. I think Justice Winslow is strong enough against most centers because most of the NBA is gravitating towards smaller centers, more athletic, positionless basketball. There's not a lot of huge – you know, there's Embiid, uh, Gobert, uh, but there's not a lot of huge hulking centers where you need a seven-footer uh, like Nurk to to hold his ground. And so a guy like Justice, the way they play and the way they're able to switch with when Justice is playing center, and even at times they'll be able to use Jeremy Grant at center, <clears throat> I think it's a real advantage. And it, it's a two-way thing. It's not only defensively and being able to switch, it's being able to get out and transition and push the pace and have a guy like Justice uh, uh, handle the ball and, and kind of run point. He did that a lot last night, which, you know, they've been trying to get with Dame to, to conserve some of his energy, not have 
him have to kind of navigate so many pick and rolls and play off the ball. Justice allowed him to do that a little bit, and I think they're going to explore that more and more. Um, so that that is really fascinating. I think it's a really fun brand of basketball. I don't think you can do it for 48 minutes, but I think you can implement it like they did last night. You know, Justice played 19 minutes of the second half. Nurk, I think, was nine. And uh, I think it really turned the game when when they really committed to it and played that style. Well, let me ask you this. You've got a guy in Nurkic who I thought looked out of shape and disinterested. You've got a guy that has been known to check out from time to time, and it's game one, and you sat him down. Yeah. Is it, Am I wrong in thinking that, you know, in the, the whole culture thing, that this may be something that flares up sooner than later? No doubt, because with Nurk, the, the whole thing with Nurk is things need to go well for him. He's a momentum guy. And if the mo- momentum is going the other way in a bad way, it's really hard for him to kind of find that inner fight and be able to reverse it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, he, and I think last night was another thing, whether it's the refs or missing close shots or not being involved, he can get easily taken out of a game. And, you know, we've all seen what Nurk can be and what he can produce when he's at his high. But what defines an elite player is being able to be at that high-producing level for long stretches, not only of games, but of seasons. You need to string, like, eight of those together, high-producing games, you know, where you're at an elite level on both ends for seven, eight, nine games, and he does it, you know, maybe two, three, and then he's got two or three stinkers, and you start scratching your head, boy, what, what's going on with them? Is he out of shape? Is he checked in mentally or not? And, you know, credit to Chauncey Billups that last night, he, he pulled the plug. You know, he's like, nope, he doesn't got it. We got to go a different direction. And he did it, you know, in the second half, of an opener on the road and just said, we got to do that. And I, I thought that was a really bold move. Uh, and as you alluded to early, like they just gave him a lot of money and a lot of years. They're committed to him. And Chauncey, boom, in the opener, didn't like what he saw, pulled the plug and went a different direction. Jason now Quick. we got to see, is he, is he, is he going to do that Friday? Is no. he going to do that Monday, Wednesday and the next Friday, you know, yeah, we'll see. Well, it's probably game dependent, I would imagine, you know, and opponent dependent. And yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah. like when he's when he's spiraling, though, you know, is Chauncey going to have that quick pull? Right. Well, hopefully he does because he needs to. That's what won him the game last night. I like Chauncey. I, what yeah. do you think of him? I, you know, they look. I don't know how good they're going to be. Uh, I, I like their scrap. Uh, they, they sort of take on a Chauncey Billups when he played type of uh, feel. They did that last night, and we saw that a little bit last year. Right before, I think it was the All-Star break, they were playing really good basketball, and that looked like Chauncey Billups basketball, but then we never saw that again because, well, they tanked and all the injuries. So what do you think? I mean, does he have their ear? Is this, this, I don't know, what do you think of Chauncey Billups, I guess, just generally? I don't know yet. Um I think you're right. I, I, I think he hasn't I, – I think where he excels is he's great at relating to the players and uh, and able to, like, understand them. What I don't know is if he is 
great at teaching them exactly what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I thought last night he coached a fabulous game. I thought the way they, they defended I and mean, he was in and out of zones. I thought he had, had, had Sacramento really kind of confused and, uh, they threw a lot of different looks at them defensively, personnel-wise, and I, I thought he coached. It was probably his best coach game since he's been in Portland. Yeah, I think um, – oh, sorry, go ahead. Go, go go ahead. Yeah, no, I just thought the fourth quarter was a, a really positive glimpse into what I think he wants them to be. Now, they're not consistent with it yet. Obviously, it's the first game, but and they they haven't played together yeah. a lot, but it was a good sign that so, that's what they're going to be. Yeah, so I I had a lot of questions about him after preseason because I thought last year, early in the season, before everything, before all the wheels came off, people forget that, that Dane was having a terrible year before he's hurt. CJ was awful. Nurk was awful. The team was awful. They looked terrible before everything unraveled in December, before Olche got fired. CJ had the lung issue. Dame decided to have surgery. Mm-hmm. They were not a good team, and they very rarely look good. And then they have this preseason where they look disorganized, carved up on defense, confused on offense. And it's like, okay, can he coach? So I went to practice, I think it was last week, and I asked a couple of players, Dame, Josh Hart, okay, we know he can relate to you guys. But what's he like as a tactician? And I thought Lillard really gave a good answer. He's like, he's a thinker. He thinks the game, and he knows what he wants to do. But, like, nothing he teaches us is on the surface level. It's very detailed and very deep, and he makes us think. And I think all throughout the, the preseason, and Josh Hart told me this again last night, that, all throughout the preseason, everyone was thinking so much because he was saying, you know, you have to make this pass because, you know, if they're doing this, you do that. But if not, then you go the other way. And so they, they were just a, a mental pretzel throughout preseason because he was throwing so much at them and he wanted them to understand not only why to make – not only – that you make the pass, but why you're making the pass mm-hmm. or why you're making the cut. And so after the preseason, you know, Chauncey said, I had a second pre- training camp in a, in a sense, and he kind of simplified things and drilled it over and over. Like he took out all the extraneous stuff and just kind of had repetition of the basic stuff. And I think that helped them just to kind of play. Hmm. So, I think he's a deep thinker. I don't know that he's a great teacher. I think he's learning how to teach his deep thoughts on the game and, and how um, detailed he sees the game. I think he's realizing he needs to reel back a little bit of that and just kind of get the core principles in. And then once they see it work, then they can understand the nuances and and go deeper. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that, that is you just got to keep it simple for guys. I mean, none of these guys are on his level. So that's that's interesting. Good perspective. Yeah. I, I think he's really sharp. I, I think yeah. he's got a really sharp mind. I don't think he's like, and I love Maurice Cheeks, but Maurice Cheeks is not a deep thinker <laughs> no. uh, from a coaching standpoint. No. And he wasn't very well prepared, and he didn't 
couldn't make in-game decisions like like right. Chauncey did last night. Like I, I do think Chauncey's a very very sharp mind. I just don't think he has the actual teaching aspect right. down yet, and that's expected because he's a he's a young coach. He's second year as a head coach. Yeah, exactly. But you see glimpses of it out there when they play. This is Blazers insider yeah. Jason Quick. Now, I want to pick at one other scab before we go. Um, it seemed to be some confusion there late between Simons and Lillard. Uh, they had to call the timeout. Do they, what do you think of how, they're, uh, how they play together, and do they complement each other well yet? How's that going? I think it's a work in progress. Um, again, I think the best thing about Dame is that, as we've seen with CJ, he's willing to um, – let the other guy shine. And I thought last night was not a great night for Dame. You know, I, I think he ran the offense well. He didn't shoot very well. He almost had a very key turnover, like with a minute left. We got lucky that, that mm-hmm. Sacramento was called for kicking the ball. But he pretty much allowed Anthony to shine. And I think they're both going to have to kind of develop that feel for and that, you know, be able to tell from just a looking at or sensing that this guy's got it or this guy has an advantage on whoever's guarding him. And I think Dane kind of tried to lead Anthony into that last night, and Anthony's still trying to figure that out. Um, but I, I, I think they will grow into it. They're, they both train together. They have the same uh, personal athletic trainer, Phil Beckner, um, so they they know each other very well. They just haven't had a ton of in-game, on-court experience together, but they've had a ton of working out together, talking together, traveling together. Um, these, these guys know each other very well. They just haven't been through a fourth-quarter battle like last night uh, to be able to read each other like CJ and, and Dame eventually got to. So I think there's definite hope there, and, and what makes that work is that Dame is not so egotistical that it has to be him. You know, Dame is actually kind of begging. I think that was another begging for someone else to take the pressure off him. And I think that was another plus of last night was that was a fourth quarter comeback, huge plays within the final minute of the game, and very little of it had to do with Damian. And that's big for this team big for Dame that he doesn't have to feel that and, and wear that burden of having to carry this team to victory all the time. You know, it was Jeremy Grant getting the N one, Josh Hart getting the N one. Um, so that's big for this team. Um, so I, I think the ant to answer your question, the ant Dame chemistry and understanding when a guy will take over or, or how to play off each other will develop as the season develops. Well, we're just glad you're back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on the plus side, if you need to cheer up, your Angels were, wait, no, but your Steelers are, no, <laughs> uh, no. no. So, do you have another team? Uh, do you yeah, have like yeah. a hockey team or anything? Yeah, I guess. WNBA? I don't have a, you know what, though? For the first time, in my uh, Oregon Lottery history, I placed a hockey bet tonight. <laughs> Wait, tonight? That may, I, be, I, that may be the yeah. sign you need to call a, a hotline. I love it. What do you I got? De- I decided I was, I was going to do a, uh, a pick from each team. So I did the Yankees money line, <laughs> Arizona Cardinals money line, okay. 
Toronto Maple Leafs money line and LA Clippers money. Okay, line. so you were and doing the Equinox so yeah. money line parlay. Yes. Oh, so it. then I looked at uh, and and I think Toronto's already down one nothing to the Dallas Stars. <laughs> well, the I Cardinals checked. are losing too. So. <laughs> are they really? Dang it! Well, it's just seven to three. Listen. Don't worry. Who scored the first touchdown? Well, the same. Dalton went deep, got a like an eighty yarder. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you're. Here, Equinox bet is going yeah, look, great. A lot of football left. Yeah, things are looking yeah. up. Hey, have a white Russian and feel good. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. There you go, Sue. There you go. All right. Well, thank you. Good well, to have you back. It's good to hear you guys. Yep. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Sounds good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.